Welcome to More Than Words, a podcast about treating the whole child brought to you by the Reading and Language Learning Center. I'm your host, Tristan, and today I'm joined by early intervention specialist, Stephanie Howley, to discuss early intervention, a coaching approach. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Fabulous. So let's have you start off by introducing yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Okay. I'm a speech language pathologist and I work for SOAR 365, which is a Richmond, Virginia-based nonprofit organization that offers a wide range of programs and services designed for individuals and families with disabilities. I work in the pediatric therapy program, which offers early intervention and outpatient services. And I've been working as an early intervention speech language pathologist for the past 18 years. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Long time. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like having one specialty to work in for that long is really lovely. Like you get to dive really deep into what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Have lots of practice and it's changed a lot over the years, which is exciting too. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And you said you're with SOAR 365? Yes. I'm with SOAR 365, which is in Richmond, Virginia. And like I said, we offer a variety of services for across the lifespan, but I work for the pediatric therapy program. Um, and you can reach out to find out more information about us at soar365.org. Perfect. And I'll make sure to pop the website in the show notes so people can find you guys. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, let's just hop into the interview. So we're talking about early intervention. So can you tell us what EI, I guess, stands for okay. and a little bit about like how your guys' program works? Sure. EI stands for early intervention, and early intervention is focused on children aged birth to their third birthday and their families. So we can provide services wherever the children are located, including their homes, daycares, grandparents, playgrounds, um, and services that can be offered include developmental specialist services, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. Very cool. So how do kids get referred to your services and like, what's the whole evaluation process look like? So children can be referred by their pediatrician, but they can also be referred by parents or guardians if they have concerns with their child's development. Um, So after the referral is made and it's determined that they need an assessment, a team will evaluate the child using the Hawaii Early Learning Profile or HELP, which relies on both parent report and observation of skills that the child is able to do in all areas. So that includes cognitive skills, social emotional skills, gross motor skills, fine motor skills, self-help skills, and receptive and expressive language skills. Um, The assessment can take place in the family's home or sometimes in an office where the infant and toddler programs are housed. So the team will consist of a service coordinator who manages all of the paperwork and two early intervention professionals. So if the child demonstrates a 25% delay or greater in any area, they're found eligible for EI services. And once the child qualifies for EI services, the assessment team, along with the family, form a plan, which is called an Individual Family Service Plan, or an IFSP. And that will include the services that they're going to get, the frequency of those services, and as well as goals that the family feels are important to work on. Very cool. It's interesting to me that I like... Um, that a parent can like refer. It's just like a funny thing that I never really thought about because normally referrals are from, you know, like your pediatrician, like you said, or like another mm-hmm. like healthcare professional. So that's interesting to hear. Like a parent can just say like, here's my referral. Um, yeah. Parents know their kids the best. So they right. definitely 
if they're seeing concerns, they can certainly refer them on their own. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And so, of course, we're talking about early intervention, and we know that starting any kind of therapy intervention, like the earliest you can get in is key. Um, And I'm sure you have a fantastic time, like making really big difference for like kids and their families. So can you tell us a little bit about the approach that you have in your work? Um, Yeah. So therapists don't bring toys or anything into the home. And instead we follow along with the child's daily routine. So sometimes we may get there to work on strategies at lunchtime while they're outside, um, while they're in the living room playing with some of their favorite toys. Um, so therapists use the coaching strategy to support the family and working with their child to carry out strategies related to the goals listed on their plan. So coaching is really meant to empower the parent or caregiver and understanding that they're the most important person when teaching and interacting with their child since they know their child the best. And they're the ones who spend the most time with their kiddo. So parents are encouraged to practice strategies during the sessions with the support of a therapist to guide them along offering suggestions as needed. Um, But the therapist will also be asking questions related to what the family has tried already, what the parent would like to work on, um, how they feel their child is going to react or reflecting on how the child reacted when the strategies were tried um, and how the parent may feel when trying those new things with their child. Um, Therapists may also model ways to practice strategies during the session and a joint plan is talked about at the end of each visit so that the parents and therapists both know what's going to be worked on between visits in order to reach those goals that were created on the IFSP. Wow. That's really interesting. Cause like with our therapy, we like treat a wide range, but a lot of the kids that we have come into the clinic are um, students with like dyslexia or reading disorders. And so they normally just like their parent will drop them off. They'll do the session with their therapist and then like, that'll be it. But it's so interesting, like with early intervention, you guys like can go into the home and then Honestly, that sounds more like the parent is getting the therapy than the child is kind of, you know what I mean? It's more split half and half. So that's really interesting. Yeah. It's definitely family-based and um, having the families involved is super important because we may only be there twice a month for an hour each visit. So they're the ones who are carrying out all of those strategies that we're talking about and sharing with them. Wow. So you do a lot with the parents, right? We kind of talked about how it's like 50-50 split. So do you believe that it helps parents to feel empowered to work with their kids when you're not there? Like how's the carryover? Yeah, I feel like the coaching strategy as well as creating a joint plan helps the parents to feel more empowered as they work with their children. They've had a chance to practice strategies with the therapist there and are then better able to perform those strategies on their own. I also think it helps to show parents that children learn through play and things that we're doing already in our daily life. Um, I mean, think about how many things you can teach a toddler if we let them help with the laundry. You know, the toddler's having to follow directions such as give me the shirt and put it in the basket. They're being given the opportunity to sort by matching socks and other clothing items together. And they're learning language as we talk to them about what they're doing during the activity. So once the parent realizes that they don't always have to set aside special times for a practice, it becomes much easier to carry over the strategies discussed during the sessions. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's every time I see like a little video of a toddler helping with laundry, I think it's so precious and like a great skill for them to learn so early in life. Yeah, we don't always think about all of those little things and as important as they are for learning. You're teaching your kids through 
everything that you're doing, whether they're standing at the, you know, counter with you helping a good dinner or helping with laundry or giving them a direction to go get their shoes before you go outside. All of that is teaching them those basic skills. Very, very cool. Can you touch on the importance of parents just like being aware that this service is available to them and like what other services that you have, like that are available besides like speech as well? Sure. So it's so important for parents to be aware that these services are available for their little ones so that we can get started early. Um, So sometimes pediatricians may not pick up on things that the parents are noticing at home as the pediatricians have such a short time to spend with the child during visits. So parents should be aware that they're able to make this referral and have their child evaluated if they have concerns. Um, And like I said, the earlier we're able to provide supports for delays, um, the better the outcome. So it's also important for parents to realize that early intervention looks at all areas of development. So this includes anything from feeding concerns to not crawling to not yet talking. So services can include one or more services in the areas of speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, as well as developmental services. Um, So early intervention providers are great at helping parents to understand that each child is an individual meeting the family and child where they are and adapting to what each individual family's needs are. Yeah. I think it's important, like knowing that there are other services. I think sometimes like, especially for me, I don't have kids. So when people say like, oh, my pediatrician said this, I feel like sometimes you think the pediatrician is like the only option where it's like, that's just like a, like starting point. Like you go to the pediatrician, it's great. You do your checkups and all of that, but then they can refer you to speech, to physical therapy, Mm -hmm. to occupational therapy. So thank you for sharing those. Yeah. And I, you know, when they're in services, a lot of times if one, a speech therapist may be in the home, but they may spot other things, sensory concerns or things that we may not deal with. And we can always add those things to the plan where they could then receive an occupational therapy services to work on sensory issues or things like that. So we're always in the home looking for how can we help the family if they need additional services as well. Right. And I think you mentioned this before, but the age range for early intervention is zero Mm -hmm. to three, right? Zero to the day before their third birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So once they're three, they move on to other things, but yes, we see them from birth until they're the day before their third birthday. Wow. Okay. Very, very cool. Yeah. I guess the question after that is you said they move on to others, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are those other things if they still need services beyond, you know, early intervention? Yeah, there definitely are times when they need those ongoing services. So the service coordinator, who's the person we talked about in writing the plan, who manages all that paperwork and coordinates all of the providers, um, they help with the transition. So Hopefully there's not a gap in services because they start those transition discussions way before the kiddo is going to age out of services. Um, So parents can decide to have their child evaluated by the local school system who will then determine eligibility based on their own requirements. Um, So if they do qualify for school services, that can be a specialized preschool classroom or sometimes just a speech therapist at the school can see the child. Outpatient services are also an option as children age out of EI services, and then their parents would have to take them to an outpatient clinic clinic for specialized services from a speech therapist, a PT, or an OT. Okay, very cool. 
Well, I think that was my last question for you, but do you have anything else you want to share with us? Um, I just want parents to know that early intervention is something that is really built around the family. So, you know, I think a lot of parents look to early intervention specialists to come in and fix their kiddo or have a magic wand. And that's not always how it works. Sometimes it is a process and the family's involvement is key. So when you're looking at early intervention services, just knowing that you're going to be involved and you're going to be the main one leading these services and taking on these strategies that the therapist offer to you to kind of help your child make that progress and work toward those goals that we've created. Yeah. That's very good advice. Cause like, it, like I said, as we were going through this, I was saying, Oh wow, this sounds like almost a 50, 50 split, you know? Yeah, it, it really is. The family's involvement is key. I mean, they're think about our, our kids that we have, we are their teachers. So we're just giving you extra added strategies to do things that you would normally be doing with your kid, just adding in those supports that they need. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This was really informative. And I think especially for like young parents that might not know any of these services exist, I think this is going to be extremely helpful. Great. I'm glad that I could share some information. I hope that they will reach out to their local systems and make those referrals as they're needed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much to the audience for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a little rating and review. It helps other folks find the podcast and we'll chat with you next time.